Rabotai, we continue the study of the Tariag Mitzvot, and we are up to number 430, and that is the well-known mitzvah of Birkat Mazon. That's a positive commandment in Parashat Ekev, in the Pasuk, source, Ve'achalta ve'savarta u'berachta t'adonai Elohecha ala aretz ha'tova asher natanakas in Perechet, Pasuk Het, and the mitzvah is performed that if a person eats and is satiated from bread made from one of the five grains, he is obligated to make a beracha following his eating. The shortish of this mitzvah is uh, very, very, very fundamental. The rab over here goes into a very, very important definition of the word baruch, which is really the kavanah, not only for Birkat Amazon, but the kavanah for all berachot. And he writes, baruch. Biyadua shehakadosh baruchu ashlit et ha'adam al kol abriyah. It is clear that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave humans, man, dominance over the creation. That's one of the hasadim that he did. God wants us to receive and be worthy to receive his blessing. God who was good wants to be metiv, wants to do good to others. The inyan baruch, what's the inyan of when we say baruch? Not has shalom, that we are blessing the one that does not need any blessing at all. pinu. We want to arouse through our lip service. Kihu which means God is the mevarech, and God is the source of all blessings, and kol tovot emanate all the good emanate from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and He controls them solely in order to send them down to the people that He wills. Just by making that recognition, that you recognize that Hashem is the source of all the blessings, and blessings can only come through Hashem based on who decides is worthy or not, that alone, He says, makes us worthy to receive the blessings. And that's why after you say the word Baruch, now it should be followed by a request. As he says, Because now already you've opened up. It's almost as if Baruch is a master key that now by the recognition that the blessing only comes from above, that already is, uh, makes the person more worthy than he was a second ago now to receive the Berachah. And the reason why some berachot have a baruch at the end is because it wouldn't be uh, etiquette to ask for something and not say thank you on the way out. So the baruch at the end of a long berachah would be giving todah, as the rab says, shelon nechshav ke'ebed shenatal pras menabo veholech lo kemo ganav. And it wouldn't be like a fellow that takes something from his master uh, like a thief, without saying thank you. And then the Rav goes on to explain another word, Yitbarach. When we see this word Yitbarach in the Kaddish. Now, uh, what is Yitbarach? That's a, 
a different conjugation of the word Baruch. So the way he understands Yitbarach is, it is a prayer. Yitbarach, God should be blessed. Meaning, Yiratzon melefanav lesabeb lebriyotav liyot mechavenim lefanav sheyodu hakol elav. That we're praying that the world should recognize this truth that you are the source of all blessings. Yitbarach by others. That we're hoping, just like we recognize it, it should be that others as well, Yitbarak, you should be recognized that you are the Baruch through others. And that is the reason he says why Akadosh Baruch Hu is mit'aveh for the tefilot of the tzaddikim, because he likes when they make this action of recognition in order to make themselves worthy, to bring down the Berachah, not only to them, but to the rest of the world. So that's a very, very fundamental interpretation. Baruch definitely deserves some extra kavanah, shouldn't run through it, because actually if that's the key that makes us worthy of whatever we're asking for in the following sentence, so therefore it's kedai to think of these words over there, that the blessing can only come from one place and one source, and that is a kadosh baruch. It should be pointed out that the Hebrew word for pool, which is uh, obviously an area that contains uh, water, is berecha, and the baruch, would be that we're tapping into the pool of blessing in heaven where all the blessings are contained <coughs> and we're trying to draw it down. The Rav Sefer is modeh. He concedes that. He knows that there's Kabbalistic interpretations to the word Baruch and he knows that there's a lot much deeper things but he's writing it to his son and therefore he says, I'm giving you the most you know, rational and the most uh, uh, understandable uh, uh, interpretation. But don't think for a second that Baruch ends there. There's been already, you know, much kavanot that we read on this word. Now we go back to the Birkat Mazon. Some of the laws of the mitzvah, and even though that uh, Birkat Mazon is a mitzvah in a Torah, but it is the only, well, not according to the Chinuch, but it is one of the only mitzvot deoraita. In a Torah, it is not a uh, mitzvah to make a berakah harona on other foods, that is a rabbinical enactment. So the Berachah Be'en Shalosh, for example, or the Berachah Be'en Nefashot, these are established from the Rabbanan. Furthermore, the rabbis also established to make Berachah Rishona. And the Gemara says, because it's just ethical. You can't uh, benefit from this world without making a Berachah. It should be pointed out that the Gemara actually learns Berachari Shona from a Kalbahomer. And the Gemara comes along and says, is that when you are satiated, when you're done, after the Hana'ah already is finished, you have to make a Berachah. So certainly when you're hungry, before the Hana'ah came to you, when you're needy, certainly you should make a Berachah, which is very significant. That means every time you're making a Berachari Shona, it is a result of a kalvachomer. You're activating a kalvachomer. And we know that the Benish Hai says it is a great hashpa'ah and a great moment of mercy anytime you activate a kalvachomer. As he says, that the 13 midot of Rabbi Ishmael, Rabbi Ishmael Omer, midot and the 13 midot are corresponding to the 13 midot of mercy. El Rachum Vahanun. And the first midah of the Torah is Kalvachomer. 
And the Kalahomer activates the first Midav Rahamim, which is El, which is ultimate mercy. Chesed El Kolayom. So it should be pointed out anytime you make a Berachari Shona, it's a result of that Kalahomer. And therefore, it arouses the Kalahomer and ultimately brings down tremendous Shefa. Furthermore, the Rav's opinion, and some Rishonim uh, agreed to this, that Birkata Torah is also a mitzvah minat Torah as well. So you have Birkata Mazon, Achareha Mazon, and you have Birkata Torah before you learn. So the Rav then asks a very fundamental question. Why is it that when you eat, you make the Beracha after the Hana'ah, and when it comes to learning Torah, you make the Beracha before. So he answers that it all has to do with what type of pleasure we're talking about over here. Is it a physical pleasure or is it a spiritual, intellectual pleasure? If it's a physical pleasure, the body doesn't appreciate physical pleasures until it experienced it. And therefore, you can't make a beracha until you actually enjoy it. You got to give the body the physical sensation first. Where is something intellectual, you can ponder it already, how great it is, even before you started to enjoy it. Because it's conceptual. And therefore, when it comes to something spiritual, already we have the hana'ah, because we understand what we're doing and how great it is, even before it's done. Uh, the Sefer HaKinuch, just FYI, has, maybe it's one of the longest mitzvot in the book. He goes to Hilchot Berachot, the difference between the Berachot and some Halachot, Ayin Sham, to understand his opinions. But I will just quote what he writes at the end, one of the more famous statements in the book, where he talks about the benefit of making Berkat HaMazon Bekabana. Kach mekubal ani merabotai. He says, I have a tradition from my rabbis. Yishmerim el. God should protect them. Shekol azahir bebirkata mazon. That anybody that is careful and meticulous with the birkata mazon, mezonotav betsuyim lo bechavod kol yamav. He will have his sustenance in a respectable way, guaranteed his whole life. And that's not coming from, you know, uh, anybody but a rishon like the Hinuch himself. And the Mishnah Berurah should point out in Siman Kuf Samecha adds, Ve'amidakdekim nizarim lebarech metoch asidur. That the Medakdekim are extra careful to say the Berkat Mazon from the Sidur. This Medvah is noheget in all places, at all times, male and female alike. But there is a difference between a male and a female based on the Gemara. The Gemara in Berachot is misupag. Are ladies obligated in Birkat HaMazon, Minat Torah, or Midrabanan? So the Rav reminds us that if a man was mevatel this mitzvah and ate and was satiated and did not make Birkat HaMazon, he has transgressed a positive commandment from the Torah. A lady, maybe yes, maybe no, depending on how we come out on that. Furthermore, the Rav says, if anybody studied Torah and did not make Birkat Torah in the morning, he also is in contempt of a mitzvah aseh from the Torah itself. As we said, that is the Hinuch's opinion. Other opinions hold that the only mitzvah is Birkat Mazon and not Birkat Torah. There will be no Malkut. Obviously, this is a positive commandment and therefore he transgresses it by being passive so there's no uh, physical punishment as well. But again, this underscores to us the importance of this 
Berachah, the Darshanim say that one should not only say it from the Sidur, but one should say it sitting, as the Pasuk says, Vesabarta, and the acronym of Vesabarta could be Veshev et, Veshev, and sit et uberachta, at the time that you are blessing. The Arizal also reminds us that the Sadiqim would wear their overcoat and their hat as well when they would make the Brikat Amazon. It is like the Amidah with the Shekhinahs in front. And uh, the guarantee of the Chinuch definitely should be a motivation to be more careful when it comes. Now we're coming into Shabbat. We have at least three opportunities to be careful on the Brikat Amazon. Davar Be'ito Matov.